0: Welcome to the Pioneer Podcast. I'm Matt Richards, and in this episode, we are going to be sitting down with Billy Kennedy and talking about the apostolic. This is a great conversation, so sit back, enjoy the watch or the listen, and we'll see you on the other side. So today, we are going to be talking about the apostolic. So give us a brief description of what the apostolic is when it comes to the five-fold ministry.
1: Well, Paul said in in 1 Corinthians uh 12 that God gave to the church first apostles yeah. and so I suppose if that's what he did then it feels to me like it's a very important gift that we recover, rediscover Um I think in many church circles you would not talk this language so, so I think to me that's what we want to explore today is that why, why is that? Why, why are we nervous about talking about people or naming people as apostles yeah. um, and
0: so i suppose there's areas of
1: nervousness um, around that
0: yeah i, I mean coming from <clears throat> growing up in a more traditional baptist background myself um it wasn't really spoken about they would kind of read ephesians 4 but kind of just jump over to yeah. the next scriptures when they got to that or in The charismatic churches that we kind of grew up in when we were younger, as my my wife and I, uh, in our early 20s, it was talked about, but it wasn't talked about as a gift. It was something as a gift to the church. It was something that the gift that you had. So you might be able to prophesy, but it was not said as a prophet because I think it uh, kind of took away from the mentality of the pastor's role of leading the church.
1: Yeah, well, I think you know the the, the, the similar to you, Matt. You know, being brought up in a more conservative background, um, we were probably, I think, much more of a cessationist church. Yeah, uh, which means that once scripture had been formulated, there was no no longer any need for some of the charismatic gifts, including the apostles. Yeah, yeah. so you had your twelve apostles, uh, who which became eleven and then became twelve again, and then. Um, they were no longer needed because they were, you know, if, if God gave them first, then these 12 were given, and then there was no need for any more. Yeah. Whereas in New Testament, what I see is a whole bunch of people who are called apostles a- apart from the 12. So so um, it, it feels to me that there's a rediscovery of the gift needed. I think there's yeah. been an abuse of, of it in a sense of people just take the title and... There's a nervousness in some circles that you know. So what are you saying? If people are apostles, can they rewrite scripture and all this stuff? So, so that that's what we want to explore in
0: this episode. Just yeah.
1: just how we navigate our way around it, and so uh, we'll we'll look at all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and coming from like you said, a more conservative background, it was um, a very pastor-driven um, <clears throat> churches. Yeah, um, and then you also said, hey. They're just hand. Sometimes it's the the titles just handed out to anybody and everybody that decides that. Hey, I'm an apostle, or you. I think you're an apostle. So yeah, it's finding the true calling and giftings, like we talked about um, last time. Is uh, have that charisma, yeah, and finding that charismatic gift in that person, and and calling out that gift, and and discipling and training that gift in that person. Because you know, as a leader of a church, if there's someone that's called to a higher role as a apostolic leader i'm like okay how do i do i get afraid of that gift as a leader of the church or do i say how do we um move that gift in them and allow that gift to yeah. grow in them instead of being afraid of it And i think a lot of church leaders are afraid of that um that gifting because it means that this person has uh walks in an authority to help plant churches and, and lead people in it and we can be afraid of that gift sometimes yeah.
1: I mean, what's interesting in those Ephesians 4 uh, ministry gifts, the apostle is the only one that's, that's transliterated. Um, so it, the word in Greek is apostolic. Yeah. Whereas someone who, who's a prophet, they prophesy. Yep. Someone who's a pastor, pastors. Someone who's a teacher, teachers. Someone who's an evangelist, evangelizes. But what does an apostle do?
0: It's always, it, it's always it been a mystery. It,
1: it, it, yeah, it doesn't explain it. You yeah. know, the, the word doesn't explain. The word means the one who is sent. Yeah. So, so I think that's where we've done some work on looking at what the characteristics of an apostle are.
0: Yeah. And how that looks and translates today. Yeah. And if you really look at the the, the definition of sent one, I mean, that could almost mean a missionary who is sent into. An area. I have a friend who's a missionary, and she's very apostolic in, in planning mm. churches. So th- there's a lot of yeah in the sent yeah. one that can be yeah. very yeah. Uh, yeah very complex. Yeah.
1: yeah. So if 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 I go right back, you know, the the church was always meant to be a movement. Yeah. So Jesus chose the twelve. We read that they might be with him, and he might send them out. So there is always a sense of if you read the gospels, Jesus is is, is on the move yeah. a lot of the time. And and then when the disciples are discipled after a short period of time, he begins to send them out. And they begin to go out, they preach the gospel, they they they, they gather disciples, other other disciples when after the after the cross, the resurrection, the the disciples then the sent ones are are sent, and yes. you know, eventually they go. I mean, it took a few years for them to get mobilized, yeah. but eventually that th- they th- they they go, and we see the disciples and uh, and the apostles then going to towns and and villages and 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 preaching the gospel, healing the sick, and establishing groups communities of yeah. believers and followers of Christ. Yeah. So there was this real sense of movement. You know, Paul goes to Antioch and uh, with Barnabas. And in Acts 13, he is then commissioned and released to go. And so apostolic ministry continues. He goes around mm-hmm. uh, Asia and into Europe. And so the, 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 the whole sense of momentum. And So when Paul then describes it, he says, listen, God has placed in the church first apostles and then prophets. And Teachers and pastors and evangelists, and and to me the the giving of the apostles, um, what I call the post ascension apostles. So we we have the twelve yeah. who who are unique. You yep. know, there's a uniqueness about those twelve. It's uh, there are those who are with with Jesus. They they are a prophetic sign. You know, it's the new Israel. It's the twelve tribes. They're they're, they're in, in the foundation of the new Jerusalem. So there's something prophetic about those 12. Yeah. Uh, but then when Christ ascended, he gave gifts yeah. to the church. Yeah. And it, it it's those gifts of apostles that we then read about Timothy and Silas and uh, Barnabas and yeah. lots of others. Maybe there's yeah. maybe about 30 or so in the New Testament. So there is a sense of like this mission continuing and it's the going and the sending. Yeah. That, so the first apostles is not about hierarchy. It's not about they are the chief executives of the organization. Yeah. They are the chairman of the board. You know, no, no. They, they, this is about direction of travel. Yeah. This is like the the tip of the spearhead. Um, and so, to me, that's that's where m- movement is maintained when apostolic leaders are at the forefront of the movement. Yeah. The problem we have in most of The Western world, in particular, is that our church is led by pastors, yeah, which is great for the care of the people, but we lose the momentum, yeah, and that sense of movement and mission because apostolic people no longer have a place,
0: yeah, generally, yeah, when and not, not always, but what a lot of times when a pastor leads a church, it becomes comfortable. And it becomes a place of security, but like you said, there's not a place of movement. It's, it's comfortable for the people. They feel safe there, but it becomes a lot of times the same collection of people. There's not a yeah. movement of in and out of new converts and, and people being sent to go do other works.
1: No, And and there are some great pastors yes, who, 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 who may be called pastor but are not pastoral in yeah. a sense. They are missional people. Yeah. So what you'll find is that in some some in individual local churches, the pastor is maybe gifted as an evangelist or, or or apostolically, and therefore there'll be an expansion of that local church. But the church isn't geared up to know how to then support that person in the development of their ministry. So what yeah. often then happens is they have to leave the local church and probably form their own organization, yeah. an evangelistic organization, and. and missionary organization a a church planting organization because there's no place within many church structures for apostolic gifting and i think that's what we have found uh within our pioneer network is that we're creating space for apostolic leadership to function yeah and and i i i i do believe that apostolic Leadership needs to be mobile. I don't think it's it's just you know the 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 apostle is the leader of the local church, and it becomes a big church, and they almost oversee the development. Now I think there needs to be a a mobility because there is this sense of going and and being sent uh, by by God primarily, you know, at the root. But then how the church supports that, and so even the way we we finance our, our churches, churches is, is all all geared to pay the pastor. So we gather a congregation, the congregation pay their tithes, the tithes pay the pastor. Yeah. And then we may allocate 10% of our I- income to mission. And maybe therefore someone who's apostolic can can then get a little bit of funding, yeah. but they've got to then raise their own support or live yeah. by faith or whatever. So, so I think that, um, I mean, that is the bottom line. Uh, apostolic leadership helps the church maintain its missional momentum. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is, that is why I think it's so important that apostolic people are recognised and released into the into the mission that God has called yeah. them to.
0: Yeah, and no, hearing that, and you know, my uh, seeing what. Pioneer does with some of the apostolic leaders in the network and, and you know, looking at Ness and looking at, at Linda leading these ministries and leading these these groups of people and, and just moving and moving. Um, there's not apostolic training. You don't see apostolic training centers. You don't see those areas because how do you train someone that is apostolic how to, to grow in that gift? So, um,
1: there needs to be discipleship. Yeah. So so um you know Paul the the apostle and it's important that we say it that way because we often talk about the apostle Paul, yeah, with a capital A, but Paul never calls himself an apostle, he well he never uses the title. He says Paul an apostle, yeah, one sent by God. Small A. I think I find that in some contexts people have, have grasped the concept. And rather than call themselves pastor or bishop, they now call themselves apostle. So apostle John or apostle yeah. Peter. Yeah. No, 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 it's it's you know, I am Billy called to be an apostle. Yeah. Um, so so Paul the apostle identified a Timothy or a Silas and, and then took them on board and they travelled with him and so he trained and discipled them. So I do think that you can identify or you can spot the the embryonic. Anointing of an apostle in a person, yeah, and therefore to invest in that person becomes important. I, I've i also begun to run a number of um apostolic learning communities, really. So, in different contexts, um, we'll do like a six to eight week um program where we, we, we look at some of, of the topics that we'll be covering in this uh, episode or these, these next couple of episodes. Uh, just to help people explore what apostolic actually means, and you know, and and so in like I've just done one in um, Kenya, for example, and we spent um, about eight weeks, every every week coming together for a couple of hours on Zoom, and, and just exploring the nature of apostolic leadership, and it was, it was a very helpful um, thing. So, so th- there is a there is a there is a um, there is a need. To train and equip people but it's more about discipling gift that is already there yeah rather than okay oh, I quite fancy being an apostle no no it's it's about <laughs> identifying who, who yeah. is called by God and yeah. and and how we then equip those people to m- most
0: effectively serve yeah well we look at scripture and we can see Jesus and his disciples exactly we look at Jesus' and his disciples his ascension goes back their their titles change when he, he goes back to the Father. Yeah. All of a sudden they're not to the disciples anymore. They are yeah. the apostles. Yeah. And something changes in them because of of the last few couple months of the yeah. Holy Spirit showing up and, and being with Jesus those last few months. Yeah. Um but something changes in them and they are now sent instead yeah. of yeah. following.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Um and and I think that the Often in the, in the West, we, we're looking for models and strategies that are effective, but ultimately, God chooses people. Yeah, And people develop models and strategies and structures, but actually, it's the people who God anoints. So I think that we should move away from trying to find the ideal structure, model, or strategy and actually look to release anointed people yeah. to go and serve God's purposes across the face of the earth. That yeah. That's what... And, and people will do all sorts of wonderful things and find wonderful strategies and structures and models to are effective, but but often we we want the easy route. We want to find okay, well, you know, John has done this in this town, and yeah. let's let's all copy. No, no, no. Yeah. John is anointed by God, and 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 he has found a way to outwork that that yeah. anointing, and yeah. he's effective because he he does A, B, and C. So, but for you in your town. It might need something completely different, but yeah. you are the one who's anointed by God yeah.
0: to go and do what God's called you to do. Well, and it goes back to the core values of Pioneer too. We're not cookie cutter. Yeah, Not every yeah. apostle looks the same and acts the same and contains the, uh, contains the same vision for the church yeah. as <clears throat> myself, you, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah. And so I think it is, it is getting over the nervousness of being able to say, I'm called to be an apostle. Um, I think there's a fear a nervousness in some quarters about that because you're being arrogant, you know, um, how dare you, how dare you use that expression. Um, there's a nervousness about what, you know, or, or, or an ignorance about what an apostle does and, and, and how they, how they function, how they operate. And so are you saying that apostles have the same right as the, as the 12 and yeah. they can rewrite scripture and bring new revelation and, and, um, there's been an abuse where people have, have have claimed it and then have been controlling and coercive in their organizations. and So th- 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 there's a lot of baggage yeah. that we have to get through yeah. um, in yeah. order to be able to confidently talk about me or you or whoever as, as yeah. called by God to be an apostle. So for me, um, I think I explained in a previous episode that I moved to Southampton when I was 19. Yeah. Um, was baptized in the Holy Spirit, quite quite early on. In once I got to the city and got involved in the church, and I can remember um, I lived in a in a in a flat in an apartment above the shop that I managed, and, and um, I'm looking over our town square, and there's loads of young people, and I just began to weep for their lostness. And I'd never had that experience before. It was like suddenly God began to move deeply with compassion in me. Yeah. And as I'm standing there with tears uh, on my cheeks, I I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, "I've called you to be an apostle to these people." So I didn't I didn't yeah. know what an apostle was.
0: Yeah. But at it, that stage. It, what 19 years old? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I've yeah. I, I and I understand that there there when we moved into our area. We didn't want to be in this area, and God changed our hearts. And, right. and, and, and immediately yeah. it, when he changed our heart, it was like there are lost people here that need God, and yeah. the, the compassion of, of Jesus rises up inside of you. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I didn't know what an apostle was. Yeah. I I had read the Word, and I suppose like you just said, you know, you, you don't rush into that. So I didn't go— shouting about the fact that God has spoken to me in that way. I just served faithfully in our church environment. I, I got involved in evangelism and serving in the church. And, and it really wasn't until probably I was in my late 30s that I finally began to think, maybe maybe God has called me to an apostolic ministry. And yeah. therefore, it took me 20-plus years Wow. Before I was even even able to tell anyone else, yeah, this is what God has called me to. So, so for me, it was just about not using that as a as a as a title, as a you know platform in which to sort of jump up and down. On. Yeah. But but very much it was just that that's who God called me to be. Yeah.
0: But that that gift also, um, what you've called to be that that gift was rising up in you, and you were using that gift while you were that, for those twenty years of of God working in you, but also using that gift in stewarding other ministries and other yeah, areas yeah, that you were in. Yeah. So I, I, I got involved in children's ministry and then I got involved in youth ministry
1: and then I got involved in developing some, some, some year long training programs for uh, young adults. And so, yeah, so I, I, I was growing in that gift and growing in different aspects of that gift. But that, that is the way if I look at the apostle Paul or Paul, the apostle, should we call him the, by his proper title? Um, you know, he spent years in Arabia uh, doing doing what? You know, having his character honed and developed and trained. Yeah. And eventually, Barnabas goes to collect him from from wherever he was to say, C- "Come, come with me." And so <clears throat> he didn't jump from having the conversion
0: experience. Yeah. Well, we read then, Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: To then like doing doing the ministry. No, no. He 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 allowed God to shape him. Moved to Antioch, got involved in 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 the in, in the team t- t- teaching on a regular basis, and then in Acts thirteen, the Holy Spirit is that no, right now. Now it's the time.
0: Yeah, we we read scripture and we read the the chapters and like, oh, it was quick, but we don't we yeah. don't see the the t- time spent under Barnabas, yeah. and his tutelage and him training and yeah. discipling Paul in in the yeah. way that he should go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think we have to have confidence in the in the term apostle yeah get over our nervousness get over our fear um recognize that it is a grace gift that is vitally important for the church to maintain momentum and movement and if we don't recognize it and receive it
0: that then the church will be poorer because of it yeah yeah, we need we need those gifts yeah. for the church. They are a gift to the church, not to the person that is operating in those gifts. It's this is a gift for the church, for the church yeah. to mature, yeah, grow and become what God has called it to be.
1: Well, exactly, exactly. So hopefully, some, you know, well, in, 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 we'll it, we'll it expand it a bit more in, in future episodes from yes.
0: that. Yeah, sounds good. So all right. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Pioneer Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. If it did, share it with somebody. I think they'll enjoy it. And if you want to find out more about Pioneer, you can check all the links that are in the description of this episode. God bless, and we'll see you next time.